I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a, a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all things brand that I want to talk about. And it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months. And it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance. And I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life, even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course. It really does turbocharge my recovery. It's something that I really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life. So go check out sunwarrior.com and use code FIRST. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Farmers Insurance Open. Joining me to break it all down from Orlando, Florida, the PGA show. I've got Doug Bell here. Hey, Doug. <laughs> Rick, how are you? You look good in your hotel room. Where are you? California or something? I am steps away from Tory Pines right now. I can hear the roar, so I am on go. site. But uh, yeah, going... <laughs> going remote from the hotel room kyle porter also here kp hope you're enjoying your time down there bud yeah we're we're coast to coast this is uh <laughs> oh they just turned the golden tee off i was gonna play jacob after we were done so that's a disappointment uh, uh, you know i'm constantly amazed by um technology rick's in a hotel room next to a golf course on the west coast we're in a convention center next to a ocean on the East coast. And we're talking about, uh, Adam Shank's second round at the farmer's insurance <laughs> open. That's, un- that's unbelievable. We take it for granted. It's incredible. Yeah. That is what I'd call a normal sport KP that we are able to pull this one off. <laughs> and if you look, <laughs> there you go. You look at what happened in round two of the farmer's insurance open, the North course, Doug played even easier than it did in round one. The South course played even more difficult than it did in round one. So that scoring gap now extending itself, basically a five shot difference in scoring averages between these two courses and guys that were playing really well yesterday might be fading and vice versa this leaderboard has been flipped on its head well rick the north course is always a little easier but not this much i mean this really surprises me i mean this is somewhat of a shocker and what adam shank did today with an eight bagger eight consecutive birdies uh that was incredible one off the pga tour record and then at the end he birdies 16 17 and rims out at 18 uh, I mean, what a day for a guy from Purdue, a boilermaker. Usually we're talking about Georgia Bulldogs or Oklahoma State Cowboys <laughs> or Florida Gators. Not too many Purdue boilermakers out there, but good for him. Listen, he's a quality PGA Tour player. The last three years, he's gotten better and better and better. Has never won. Contended at the uh, Shriners Children's Open in Vegas and got uh, overtaken by Sung J.M. in that final day. 
But all in all, I mean, he's a he's a really good player. Uh, it's just the old adage, can he follow up what was his best round ever on the PGA Tour with another quality round tomorrow on the South Course, Rick? Um, I just It doesn't happen very often. So I, I think it'll be a struggle perhaps in the third round for Adam Schenk. Yeah, I think, you know, Rick and I talk a lot about strokes gained and, and just statistical profiles throughout tournaments. And we don't have numbers on uh, on the North course. So it's 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 difficult to put exact data on it. But Shank kind of did it for us, Rick. He t- I don't know if you saw his quotes after the round, but he basically said, like, I didn't hit it very good. I kind of just made everything I looked at, which it's just red lights flashing sirens going off not going to be able to contend with ram and jt on the weekend i hope he does it'd be a cool it'd be a really honestly cool story but i i have some concerns that there's a uh like a 77 in the works on on friday yeah adam shank according to our friends over at caesar sportsbook 16 to 1 to win the Farmers Insurance Open, the eight birdies that he made in a row on Thursday is one short of the PGA Tour record. He was absolutely in fuego. But as you pointed out, Kyle, it is not going to be easy because there's a couple of big dogs also at 13 under par. And maybe the biggest dog of all, the number one player in the world, John Rahm, back at it again, had a chance to play the North course, the easier course today and while he is a tied atop the leaderboard uh not necessarily satisfied with his round his post-round presser uh said his game kind of left much to be desired he thinks he can go out and play even better around Tory Pines I mean I yeah I I think he can I mean you, you look at the Doug and I were watching uh his 36th hole of the week uh so the ninth hole on the north course part right. five mm-hmm. He hits it 530 yards and two, and then he takes another <laughs> three to get the next, yeah. you know, 15 yards. He could have birdied that. JT could have birdied nine also. And uh, I just, it's, it, Data Golf has either Rom or JT winning at 70%, the field at 30%. And honestly, like you could talk me into 75 or 80% based on the way they're both playing. I mean, Rom is just, He's he's so I almost trust him more on the South course. It's almost it, it goes back to, to last week with the American Express thing. The North course is a little of that American Express. It's just so easy that it's so hard to do what Shank did, which is make, you know, 10. I think he made 10 total birdies. So I almost trust <laughs> yeah. Rom more on the South course where things are just extraordinarily difficult. Um, and so I think he's going to I just. I don't know. I think he's going to thrive on on Friday and Saturday. It's hard to see him finishing outside the top. I'd be shocked if he finished outside the top five. And Rick, you mentioned a moment ago, things got easier on the north and more difficult on the south. And it's going to keep getting more and more difficult on the south because now you finish the last two rounds there on that tough track. The whole locations, which were the same the first two days, obviously, because you flipped the fields. Whole location is going to be tougher on Saturday. They're yeah. going to be really tough on Sunday. And even par score is going to be a really good score on Saturday. I mean, if you go one or two under, you're playing some great golf. So I think Justin Thomas and John Rahm have kind of created a little separation, even though Shank is right there and Tringali is one back. But I, I really believe the tough conditions favor the, the best players. And the two best players right now are Rahm and JT. 
and they're at the top of the leaderboard. So is it a two-man show the rest of the way, Rick? Um, <laughs> we have 36 holes to go, but I think on those two thoroughbreds, uh, I think they're the favorites for a reason. Our friends at Caesars think it might be a two-horse race. Plus 138 for John Rahm, plus 250 for Justin Thomas. And the latter yeah. there, KP, a 63 from JT. And I think especially around Torrey Pines, a course where there's a lot of intricacies and learning the greens, having bones on his bag in this moment feels so, so valuable. Yeah, I didn't – yeah, I didn't think about that. You know, I, this <laughs> – this feels like a weird place for him to contend. Do you agree with that, Rick, or no? Well, he's honestly better on POA, but yeah, it is kind of an awkward spot on paper for him. I don't know why that is. That's just a little bit the feeling I get, which is probably a dumb thing to say about, you know, when we're talking so much analytics. He is, let's see here. So he gained a stroke on the greens. This is just one measured round that was on... Wednesday when he played the South course. Um, that's the thing that I'm watching. Can he, cause I, I, I think I know what I'm getting from Rom on and around these greens uh, on the South course. J, JT, I, I feel like the uh, variance is wider. I think he can take it a little deeper than Rom. Maybe like when he gets hot, it is just scorched earth. Like no pin is safe, you know, that whole deal. But when the putter goes cold, it's like, the other end of the spectrum. So I, I just, JT, I think <laughs> is more, uh, there's more excitement for me about what he does over the final 36 because there's more unknown. I, I have less of an idea. I think of what I'm getting out of JT over the final 36 than what I'm getting out of Rom. I'm looking at those numbers strokes gained off the tee for Rom and Thomas. And that's obviously the key to the South course. Totally. The rough is substantial, very penal to say the least. So you have to drive your golf ball. Well, you're pitching out, um, but JT, listen, you know, he won his PGA at Qual Hollow. He's won the Players Championship. He's won in the playoffs, East Lake. He likes tough tracks. Uh, of course, he's won in Hawaii. Um, I don't know. Uh, I hate to say, it, uh, listen, I'm out there a lot, and I know you never predict with 36 holes to go, it's a two man race. <laughs> but I, I'm leaning in that direction. So, JT? Yeah, JT and John okay. Rahm. I mean, is there anybody else on that board that's going to, I mean, Listen, they're all capable of going low. I just think the South Course is going to be so difficult yeah. on Saturday and Sunday. I just don't see somebody rolling in there with a 63 or 64 or even like a 66 that make a huge jump on moving day on Saturday. Can you throw the uh, – Producer Jacob, can you throw the odds back up there? Maybe. Maybe not. There we go. Uh where is yeah DJ at forty? I think is really interesting because he is. Where's he at? Uh, DJ is seven under, so he is seven back. But he's t fifteen. He if, if DJ goes out and shoots what sixty eight on Friday, and that'd be one heck of a round. It yeah. would be a great round, but it, it's not. It's doable, sure. Yeah, it's it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility. Then all of a sudden, he's at 11. Maybe Rom and JT kind of put it in neutral a little bit. I think I think DJ at 40 is is super interesting there. Well, we had two superstars in round two really struggle, and they played in the same group here, guys. Doug Bell, I watched Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah wince uh not only the back not only the wrist nearly every single shot that he hit in his second round and he was playing with George 
Jordan Spieth, who went to the hospital overnight after round one, dealing with stomach issues. Both of these guys are are not going to be around for the final two rounds, and it was just just a little uh, a little sad, a little disappointing to see those guys almost figuratively and literally limp around Tory Pines. Yeah, obviously, Rick, their game's not in good shape right now. I mean, it's their spring training. I think for Jordan, we haven't seen him at all, really, except the Century Tournament of Champions. So his game clearly, uh, he just tried to get it there and not feeling well added insult to injury. And as for DeChambeau, you know, we were watching Kyle as these guys were whipping what, around. What, what is going on Motorcycles here? behind us. Um, <laughs> Do they know that we're on the air? I mean, Rick, I, I've never seen – DeChambeau swings hard, but I've never sw- seen him swing this out of control before. It was crazy, wasn't it, to watch him swing? And then, of course, he was holding his wrist. Yeah, that's the question that I had. We, we were talking about it. It's so hard to tell on TV. I We couldn't hear the broadcast. I don't know if they were talking about it, Rick, but it looked at first it looked like he was grabbing his back, and then later on it seemed like the wrist because that was the right. injury at uh, – that he pulled out a Sony right after tournament of champions. Yes. He actually wasn't. So he wasn't supposed to play this week at farmers because he was supposed to play Sony added this after the wrist injury. So that's, I think that's more of what it probably seemed like, but it, he seemed like he was protecting something and it just, it didn't, nothing was working there. I, I don't have a lot of concern over the speed miscut. He doesn't play that great. There's the picture. Uh, uh, speed doesn't play that great at, Tory generally, I, I didn't expect much from him coming in. I I don't have concern over one Bryson miscut. It's more of like, well, he didn't hit it that well at Kapalua. He's not playing very well this week. Is this a lingering injury? Is it uh, he's just going to be rusty for a couple months? I, I, I have more questions around Bryson as these guys do another lap uh, than I do around uh, Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth is going to snap the longest active cut streak on tour. Thanks to our friend over at Justin Ray, Justin Ray for compiling that. It was 20, Doug, only 122 away from Tiger's record. I think that record might be safe. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be safe. Um, I, again, though, for Jordan, um, he just hasn't played a lot of golf. Yeah, and, he played and, bad at Hero. Yeah, and obviously he's very rusty. You know, he didn't play great in the opening round at the – Century Tournament of Champions. They did okay the last three days, but everybody does okay out there. I mean, that was that was a birdie barrage. Uh, yeah, he's just rusty, and a lot's going on. You know, we had the baby. He and his, his wife enjoyed the birth of their first child, so I think that takes time away from the game, and I, I think we're just seeing a guy who is just getting a feel for things and just getting back out of the PGA yeah, Tour. Yeah, I, I think if if he plays poor, I don't know if he's playing Phoenix, but if he play, I presume he's playing Pebble next week. If he's playing poorly at Pebble, Phoenix, into into March, then I think you can start to say, okay, uh, what's going on here? But I don't know. One one week at Torrey, I'm not right. I'm not super concerned about. John Rahm, Justin Thomas, and Adam Shank atop the leaderboard after two rounds at Torrey Pines. We will be back after each and every round to close out this week with recap podcast big thanks to producer jacob doing all the work behind the scenes my guys in orlando doug bell kyle porter thank you very much (laughs) this has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.